Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. A week in review. Thanks for for being here with me. Happy Valentine's Day. I got pink on for all the ladies in our world that make this world a better place. Thank you very much. You know what I'm talking about. Um, This is the Armor Report. Algorithmic risk management research to show about stock market investing. For those of you who are new, we're going to talk about cannabis today. Obviously, the earnings announcement from Canopy Growth is important. So I'm going to break it down for you. I just got off the call. Um, We're going to talk about precious metals again. I highlighted on Wednesday in Wednesday's Armour Report the importance of precious metals for a part of your portfolio. I'm going to break down for you GDX versus some of the better names, um, uh, individual names, and how we go about it in our Armour portfolios. And then I'm going to wrap up with some more COVID-19 discussions um, centering around uh, Gilead Sciences. I've got some questions from some subscribers about how we're handling this in our armor portfolios, and I'm going to share it with you. Okay, ground rules. Don't forget, all this information I'm sharing with you, I use in my own personal portfolio to manage my own assets and that of investors that we work with through interactive brokers, our relationship there. The ArmorReport.com, A-R-M-R Report.com. Go to it, check it out, become an Armor Insider. I create content exclusively for Armor Insiders. I'm going to add some content this weekend about a couple changes in the portfolios that I think are important for you guys to pay attention to. So when you're an Armor Insider, a subscriber, you can see what's in our Armor portfolios You can get exclusive video content about individual stocks that we're buying and why. And of course, our whiteboard, which is our research board. Where are we looking to do research for future investments? Those are just some of the perks. Check it out, armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. It's a live trading desk. I'm surrounded by uh, computers. I am involved in trades as we speak. Forgive me if I have to take a break, answer a phone, or make a trade. All right, don't forget, if you appreciate this, give me a thumbs up. You guys can subscribe either to this channel or the Armour Report. I gave you some links right down there. Check them out. Let's get to it. Uh, we can review. I always look at the market indexes first, okay? So a very quick review of the indexes. All seven of our algorithms that um, uh, drive our risk decisions for our, um, all of our portfolios are still allowing us to take positions in a cautious way. We're not chasing the indexes. We thoroughly understand the indexes are two and a half standard deviations above the key moving averages, the 200 day, for instance. It's rarefied air, it's dangerous air. We have hedges in our portfolio, such as gold and treasuries, long dated, which are making us money as the market's going up. So right now, it's a perfect world. Our hedges are going up. Our equity positions are going up. Um, If the equity market stumbles, 
we expect our hedges to protect our portfolio. And that's our overall risk management structure right now. Uh, if you want more in-depth analysis one-on-one, -on -one, of course, Armor Insiders, you can reach out to me as a subscriber. You got one-on-one -on -one access. I'll talk to you and we'll break down your portfolio and I'll help you figure out how to make those decisions on risk management. Don't forget what I'm telling you guys now on YouTube is just my personal opinion and how I run my own money. Okay, so I'm not telling you what to do since I don't know you. I can't give you that specific advice, right? Hundreds of guys are watching the video, hundreds of gals, right? So I can't just tell you, go do this. I don't know you. If you want that kind of input, then you can become a subscriber. We can have those conversations. Okay, let's start with Canopy Growth. Those of you who follow me on Twitter, at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T, Rosenthal, or on StockTwits, the Armour Report on StockTwits. I was tweeting out while I was listening to the conference call what I thought was important. Let me, um, let me break it down for you in a nutshell. Save us all a lot of time. This was not the quarter we're all looking for that turns the corner for pot stocks. Okay, they all gapped up big, right? Canopy was up over 20% at the open because, you know, huge short interest. They were able to beat dramatically lowered expectations, which is a good thing, but let's be honest, guys. The expectations were so depressed that a beat is a lot easier, but it doesn't mean the corner's been turned. I mean, I want to be on this call getting more excited with you, okay? Believe me. I think the cannabis investment theme is phenomenal. You all know our, our most important positions in our armor portfolios center around cannabis companies in the U.S., and we're avoiding Canada for right now. Don't forget Armor Insiders. I know I've said this before, but forgive me for repeating it. Sometimes it's fun to enjoy our success, right? You can't always be worried about um, the difficulties of investing. Sometimes you got to really relish the success. The best performing cannabis company for the year right now is the stock that we've been talking about since January 1, right? I did a Armor Insiders eyes only video January 1 about innovative properties, IIPR. Stock's up again today, making new highs. It's trading up another 3.5% uh, um, at around $97, $98 a share right now, okay, $97.85. We're up over 26 27%. We're collecting a 5% dividend yield, okay? I've been telling you guys, please focus, if you're going to buy cannabis stocks, on U.S. companies. And it's hard to do, but IIPR is one of the great ways to do it. When I say the best performing, don't forget on this call and in armor portfolios and for my own capital, I don't invest in micro caps. Okay. You can find a stock out there that's gone up a lot. Okay. If it's incredibly illiquid with a million shares outstanding and it gets juiced for a couple of weeks, that's not how I invest. Nothing wrong with it. If you guys can do it, feel free but I'm managing too much capital to chase micro caps. Okay. I need to be able to have liquidity, 
put big positions on and feel comfortable that I can exit them at the appropriate stops. This is about risk management. And if something's so thin that I can't get off more than 100 shares or 1,000 shares, then I got a problem if I've got thousands of shares in a portfolio structure, okay? Getting back to Canopy. I'd love to own these stocks, okay? But I'm just telling you from the conference call, this isn't it. My opinion, just my opinion. Here's what's constructive. If you look at MJ, the ETF, it continues to hold that $16 area. We bottomed around 16 last November. We've attacked it a couple times. We've just rocketed off of it again. MJ's trading at all right, 1630. It's not much of a rocket, right? But it was 1655 at one point today. So once again, it keeps finding support there. The longer it finds support there, the more attractive that support gets. Canopy Growth Conference Call. Information that I got off the call that's important to me. This is not the quarter. The CEO of the company is still doing a review of the business. Next quarter will be the most important quarter of the year, probably. That conference call. He's still doing a review of the business. That's number one. So he has guidance and he will give his game plan for the rest of the year in three months. So that means right now we're still in dead space. Problems on the call. Way too much inventory. Analysts wanted to know, well, is it this at least the peak in your inventory this quarter? Answer was no. Inventory probably going up again, although in a manageable way that they don't think will be too much, whatever that means. Analysts don't like all that inventory they're carrying. Neither do I. The whole industry is carrying too much inventory. And I, I'm uncomfortable. I believe what's going to happen is you're going to see more inventory write downs. So it's possible on the next conference call three months from now, the management's going to come out with their business plan and they're going to do it while they write down a bunch of their inventory. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing on the call. Now, that could probably bottom the stock. I'm looking for that right now. We all know that that elephant's in the room. So I'd love to see them come out, write it down, and move forward. And he might do that on the next call, and I would find that bullish, not bearish. But right now, it's like an overhang. We don't know what he's going to do with it. And so for the next three months, you know, who knows? Management thought there would be sequential revenue growth. That's a positive. So they expect next quarter to have more revenues than the one they just announced. But the inventory is a problem, and it's a problem for the whole Canadian industry. Now, some of the positives are they feel like they're getting in line with the provinces, and so they're going to be able to manage their inventory better this year. Okay. These are the comments on the call. I, my takeaway, honestly, I could stop talking about this if you want, because I don't think there's 
anything really important going to happen until next quarter. I want to hear what the CEO is going to say, what the write downs are, if there's any. Oh, and one more thing. Cannabis 2.0 products will not be affecting this company for the next two or three months. Now, you've been asking me about beverages. Yes, the CEO is excited about the beverage. He thinks they're getting it right. He thinks it's going to be a major, major uh, um, uh, area of growth, bringing in a whole new blah, 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 all the reasons why you and I already love cannabis and think cannabis 2.0 is great. But all of that cheerleading means nothing to me. I got to see a product. And unfortunately, those beverage products aren't going to come out in the next two, three months. So again, it makes next quarter the most important earnings announcement. And this quarter is just kind of CEO trying to get an understanding of what he's got to deal with. I love the new CEO hire. I think he can do it. I continue to put Canopy Growth and Kronos at the top of my list for uh, Canadian canopy companies on my whiteboard because they got the cash. Even Afria, right? They got more, more than half a billion dollars of cash. Right? The guys who don't have the cash, I'm concerned about. Because when I listen to this call, it sounds like there's still major inventory overhang. You know, expenses were ballooning this quarter. So those are my feelings. Let me just check my notes real quick. Same store sales were up 11%. That's a good thing. Oh, you know what? The last thing I want to say is... Um, about this topic, I, I would say um, they mentioned that there's pressures coming for the whole industry because there's a cash crunch. And so prices are being driven down because guys are just trying to get rid of their inventory. They have to get it off the balance sheet and add cash to their balance sheet. Right? So that's like another negative. Um, I guess that's it. I guess that's it for now. Those are my canopy thoughts. Um, a good enough quarter to to help these stocks hold the, you know, the area they've been trading in since November, but doesn't make me very confident about the next three months. These companies have not hit the trough quarter yet. Um, and wrapping up, you know, Ontario is the most important thing, right? How are they going to open stores? Are they opening enough stores? Management feels like Ontario is going in the right direction. That's all I can tell you for that. Okay. So that's my canopy coverage. I hope it helps you order your own thinking. I continue to avoid, you know, Canadian companies for now and focus on U.S.-based companies. In fact, I've been doing some research on a small cap U.S.-based company that I think I'm going to share with Armor Insiders in the coming week. I'll probably do an eyes-only video just for insiders so you can understand why I'm putting this small cap stock on my whiteboard. Okay, I don't like to talk about small cap stocks. I don't want to move those stocks by these videos. Um, but I will be buying it for select accounts, my own personal account, and I'll share it with Armor Insiders. So subscribers, look for that video. Of course, I'll send you an email when I put that video up on the armorreport.com. 
it's a U.S. based business that I think is potentially a, a huge story. So, all right, moving on. Let's talk about gold. We, we, we did it on Wednesday. I told you we're focusing on gold and silver as a hedge. Today's a perfect example. This whole week been a perfect example. The markets march higher. Our gold positions are going up. So for a hedge to go up with the market is a win-win. Now, here's the thing. I talked about the Gold Corp earnings announcement on Wednesday. Don't forget all Armor Action Alert subscribers, and that's a free subscription. Just go to the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com, and subscribe. All of you guys got in the mailbox before Barrick's earnings announcement a discussion about gold, how important it is to look at to see if it's appropriate for your portfolio. And then I discussed with you what would happen on that Barrick earnings call if it was a good call, which we were expecting. If we saw a revenue beat and an earnings beat, it would have serious implications for the entire group. And, and, and what I want to update right now is I have shifted all of our armor portfolios. We have focused on the ETF, GDX, GDXJ, for myself, for our investors. I'm not telling you what to do, okay? I'm just telling you what we're doing. We booked a profit yesterday on our GDX position, and we converted it into a position in Barrick and Newmont. Now, Barrick and Newmont make up about 25% of GDX anyway. But the real reason here, and by the way, it's already, that decision's already helping us. I mean, GDX is actually down right now. And yet, Barrick is up almost 3%, and, you know, Newmont's down 15 cents, okay? So, and actually, yesterday, those stocks outperformed GDX again. Why did I make the switch? After further review... What we're seeing, this is big picture talk now. After a 10-year bear market in precious metals, exploration plummeted. We've now hit the peak of production. Production will head south going forward. So now we're going to start to get a separation of companies. The companies that are seeing their production continuing to rise are the ones you want to own. The companies that are seeing their production fall off are the ones you don't want to own. And when you own GDX, you get all of them. So if you could do good fundamental research, don't forget, this show is about quantum mental investing, quantitative execution using computer systems and AI with a fundamental foundation. So all day long, we're doing research on this desk. And if you listen to that Gold Corp call, um, Barrett call, G-O-L-D is the symbol, they're projecting a rise in production going forward. That's why the stock's outperforming GDX. As a group, production's going down. The best companies will see production continue to rise. Those guys will make more money. So we've made a shift. Now, we still own GDXJ because that gives us exposure to all the small guys. And we feel that in a world of production that's headed south, it's very possible we're going to hit a period 
of mergers and acquisitions. So we want to own the small guys. But then these two big players, oh, and by the way, Newmont and, Gold, and Barrick pay dividends and have made it clear they intend to increase that dividend over time. So a major knock on gold is, oh, it's an asset that doesn't pay a dividend. Well, okay, here's two companies now that are increasing their dividend over time. Okay, so we're going to focus on that dividend. We're going to pick that up, whereas GDX doesn't have a minimal dividend. These two stocks have a much higher dividend, one and a half and two and a half percent, respectively, gold, JOLD, and Newmont, NEM, and they'll be increasing over time. So it's a big shift we've made. I wanted to share it with you guys, you know, on, on this channel. Um, guys are asking if I'm buying individual small cap or, or small to mid-sized mining companies. I'm not right now. I, I got some research in the works. There's a couple names I like, but they're extended. So I'm not talking about them right now. I'm just going to focus on the big names. We're going to own GDX. Leave it at that. Okay. Um, let's wrap up real quick with a discussion about, uh, COVID-19 seems like no week in review at the moment can be complete without a COVID-19 discussion, which, by the way, is the new terminology for coronavirus. Um, Armor Insiders. Check out the Armor, uh, the Armor portfolios tonight. I've added in the aggressive portfolio a new stock that I think could benefit from what's going on when it comes to cures. Again, I don't want to talk about it on this show because I don't know the investors I'm talking to, right? And so I don't know if it's suitable for everybody. Armor Insiders, take a look at the portfolios and call me if you want to discuss suitability and what I think about uh, the potential, what my stops are, what my targets are, right? I don't really have a target on it. I think it's open-ended if it works but I can go over the stops with you. So take a look at that. Um, let's just go over the Gilead story real quick. I want to remind everybody, we have Gilead in our armor portfolios because it pays a 4% dividend yield. We think the management team's turning the company around and it has nothing to do with COVID-19. Okay. We just think it's a solid position for our portfolio. You know, we have, a, we have a dividend portfolio we put together. <clears throat> just fits right in. So I'm going to tell you that first. I think with the stock trade at 67 and change, it really hasn't priced in any COVID-19 business. If it trades over 70, it might start pricing in excitement. I don't know. So step one, I, I, I talk about this because I want to make sure you guys understand. This is not a fly-by-night company that I'm trying to buy because maybe they have a cure for COVID-19. It's, got, it's really got nothing to do with it. I mean, we were buying the stock before COVID-19 and all this stuff, okay? But we're focusing on it now because it's possible they've got a cure. Yeah. No. Yeah, go ahead, buy it. Yeah, hit it. Go. Sorry, guys. Um, I just want to walk you through a bit of a timeline here that seems interesting to me.
it's it's you know it's very rare to put together a phase three study on any drug and have it have the results happen within three months, right? It takes time to set up the trial, takes time to run the tests, takes time to get it approved by the FDA, all this stuff. Okay, throw that out the window. Right now, we have an acute situation in China, and Gilead Sciences has two, count them, two trials set up, one in China, one in Japan. Right now, 500 people. It's a fast-track way to find out if the company's got a cure for a virus. There are many business implications for the company, if they do. If they don't, the, the stock's trading at close to a 4% yield. It's not... You know, if this stock was trading at 80 right now, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you because then if COVID-19 cure, resmenivir, I think is how you pronounce it, was a failure, boom, stock get crushed. It's possible that if it's a failure, the stock go down a couple points. It's possible, but that's okay with me. I don't own, I don't own it for that, okay? It's trading between 63 and 70 for the last, I don't know, more than 12 months. Stock 67 and change, hasn't gone anywhere. They have two trials going. They have a, a, um, a, a Chinese company just announced that they've been able to synthesize the drug so that if it works, they can really start building it. By the way, they don't have enough. I mean, Gilead does not have enough product on shelves to cure people if it's a cure. So they need other companies to be able to, to, to produce it to help cure a lot of people who are having problems. Um, we don't know what the business relationship will look like between Gilead and China. I'm not really concerned about it. There's a whole world out there that can really use an antiviral that helps cure COVID-19 and probably a bunch of other types of coronaviruses. So proving, having a proving ground where we'll see the results by April for Gilead Sciences is important. Okay. So I believe that if the cure is working, we're going to see the stock drift higher in April, okay? Because I don't think they'll be able to keep the wraps on the excitement if they're able to cure people. I think we're going to hear from Wuhan that people are being cured, <laughs> okay? So the stock will tell us if the product's working. But I just wanted to remind you guys what's happening and give you an update. As of right now, two trials, one in China, one Japan, 500 people, and we're going to see the results probably by April. Okay? Um, I think I'll wrap it up there. I appreciate your time with me. If you found this helpful, as always, don't forget, give me a thumbs up, subscribe, and let me know what you guys are thinking, right? We all know comments really get the ball rolling on YouTube. So, Ask me questions. I'm more than happy to answer those questions on any of these topics. All right, guys, take care. Have a great weekend. And never forget, rule number 76, let me hear you. Right? Play like a champion, guys. All right, take care.